Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. In this week's Healthy Conversation, I'm excited to be joined by Perth beauty and model Kate Worsley. Skyrocketing to fame several years ago, Kate quickly became the model that everyone wanted to know. Brands were lining up to have her in their clothes, their swimwear, and on the covers of their magazines. She was the first plus-size model to feature in a campaign for iconic activewear brand Lorna Jane and graced the covers of Sports Illustrated Swim Edition in 2018. Co-founding Anybody Co, an online platform that celebrates diverse body shapes and sizes, Kate's ability and commitment for celebrating body diversity captured the attention of women across the globe. With a phenomenal career and a humble attitude, it is no wonder why Kate is still one of the most sought-after models and social media influencers in the industry. Reflecting on her early years of dieting, Kate talks about the tactics she now uses to shift her mindset, her greatest lessons, and how she manages negative self-talk. Before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that due to the current restrictions that have been enforced due to COVID-19, this episode has been recorded online, therefore the sound quality may vary from other episodes. I appreciate your understanding during this time. Introducing Australia's newest feel-good place for all things health, beauty and wellness. Beautifullyhealthy.com.au is here your new must-go-to shop for all your health, beauty, and wellness needs. Hi, Kate, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to chat to you. How is your day going? You're over in, in Perth. Is it nice and sunny at the moment? It is absolutely wild and stormy outside, which I'm loving, but I've just got home from F45, actually, so I am nice and warm. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. How nice is it to be like back in gyms and a little bit of normality at the moment? Absolutely the best. I didn't ever think I'd miss it, but I did. I know. I feel the same. I was (laughs) like, oh my goodness, it's just so crazy. I think it just shows you how much you need some form of routine in your life to really thrive. Oh, totally. And even just working out, like for me mentally as well, was like such a big challenge with not having that during isolation. Yeah, no, 100% agree. I tried to do a few of those like online workouts that, you know, influencers were doing. And I think like the first few weeks, I was just like all about it. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, this is awesome. And then by like week three, I was like, okay. (laughs) Got old real quick, hey? (laughs) It did. Yeah, the motivation just completely like went under the rug. And I was like, okay, see you later. That was fun while it lasted. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. So, yeah, no. It's nice to be back having a teacher actually pushing you and making sure you totally, totally. So I would love to chat um, or start our conversation today by finding out one self-care practice that you've really been incorporating lately. Obviously, you know, we're in pretty crazy times in the world and I think everyone needs to be prioritizing a little bit of self-care at the moment. So do you have something you've been loving? I think I really, at the start of isolation, felt the pressure to be busy and like, really hustling all the time and getting everything together and that kind of overwhelmed me a little bit so one thing I did actually really like about isolation is that everything kind of stopped and I was able to kind of indulge in a bit of escapism like whether that was reading or 
going for a run and getting outdoors or even just like vegging out and watching Netflix. I think that's something, you know, even if it is once a week or whatever it is, I think that's something I really need to prioritize. Just have some alone time and time to just stop. (laughs) Absolutely. I could not agree with that more. And I feel like it's so true. So many people have kind of said like, yeah, at the start you felt this pressure to kind of hustle and to make the most of the time almost. Totally like like, make the most of my I've got all this free time. I've got to use it wisely. Yeah. And there's so many emotions that come with that as well of all of Mm -hmm. that uncertainty. And I think we kind of, you know, as a collective, we probably really underestimated that at the start. Definitely. I think maybe I almost suppressed it a little bit as well. And I was like to my friends, oh, you know, like, because I work from home a lot. I'm like, oh, I'm used to this, like being home all the time and this whole isolation thing. And I think actually only now that everyone is kind of starting to go back to normal that it's actually hitting me. And I'm like, okay, wow, that actually really did affect me. Absolutely. So I guess in terms of your work, you obviously travel so much being a model. How Mm -hmm. has that impacted you both on a business level and two personally I guess just from a from a mental perspective when I first started the whole traveling thing well when I first started modeling I actually moved to Sydney when I was 21 and I was actually so so lonely like everyone thinks oh my gosh it's so glamorous and you know you're a model wow so cool but I was paying like an arm and a leg for this tiny, tiny apartment that didn't even have my own kitchen. And like I was flying home every three weeks because being a model, I wasn't making work friends and I wasn't in this like environment where I saw people every day. So it was super lonely. And that's when the real, the travel started. So yeah, I feel like just being in different time zones really affected me more than I actually ever gave it credit for. And when I have to fly especially overseas and I'm a lot of, I'm away for a long period of time that used to really, really mess with my anxiety. Um, now I feel like, I don't know if I'm used to it, but I've got ways of coping and I've kind of worked out that dynamic with my boyfriend and my friends and my family where I can actually cope and, you know, not feel so alone. And I guess the impact on your work right now, like has, you know, what we're going through as a globe really impacted your work? Yeah, it was a big shock, which I'm sure it was for absolutely everyone. When the pandemic first kicked off, I I had these jobs lined up in America. I had jobs lined up in Melbourne, Sydney, and I was, you know, really excited to get going. And then all in one week, it all got cut or put on hold. And that was really like, I was like, oh, whoa. Um, And that included all my social media jobs. So it was a bit of a shock to the system. And this is actually the longest time I've been in Perth um, in probably the last five years, um, which has been nice. But I also definitely am ready to get going again. It's so true because it was such a just like, I think we were seeing it overseas or, you know, in China and stuff and kind of thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I'm sure it won't affect us. And then all of a sudden it was like, holy crap. Yeah, okay. so We're suddenly like, as well, I know. Really, really, really yeah. affected. <laughs> yes. So I definitely think people had to like really quickly learn to pivot or, you know, think of um, doing things in much different ways. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's been a ride. <laughs> Absolutely has. Um, so I guess from a health perspective, how have you really been nurturing and looking after your health during this time? 
At the new year, I actually took up running again, which is something I did, mm, I want to say maybe like six years ago. Excuse me. I was really into my running. Um, And I picked that up again in the new year. And that has just been an absolute lifesaver. That really kept me going. And I was so grateful that I had that habit and that I enjoyed it. So that really helped not, I mean, not only my physical health, obviously, but my mental health. So yeah, just that being active, I guess, getting outside and just calling myself out on my my unhealthy habits. Um, and that's something, you know, obviously being at home a lot and not really having much to do, I've had a lot of time to think about. So yeah, that would be how I've been prioritizing. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you started running again. My goodness, my hat goes off to anyone who does running. It is just like the one thing that I'm like, absolutely hate. Yeah, I know. Look, all I will say is slow and steady. Cannot do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would be, I would have to, I would have no other choice. Yeah, <laughs> I would have no other choice. So <laughs> I'd love to get a little bit of um, insight into your career so far because you have had such a phenomenal career and you yeah. really did, I hope it's okay saying it this way, but you really kind of shot to fame in a really quick time frame. I was actually <laughs> yeah, working no, for Cotton On Body. Oh, yeah, I was actually working for Cotton On Body. Um, yeah, when you worked for a campaign with them, yes, and I of remember, yeah, you were hot on the scene, and you were in every single yeah. magazine. And I was like, "Wow, this girl is amazing!" So it was, was really <laughs> felt like the start of your journey. <laughs> yeah, look, I'll say emotional roller coaster. That was yeah, that was a lot, and it's definitely steadied out now, which is nice. But yeah, at the start, it was yeah a roller coaster, I guess. Um, I first started modeling when I was 21 and I got told, I mean, it's not just the plus size girls that get told this it's models across the board being in Perth that there's not much work, but especially for plus size models, the work is in Sydney and Melbourne and overseas. So they were like, look, if you want to do this, you've got to go to Sydney. And I was like, you know what, what have I got to lose? So I deferred uni. I went over, I was lucky enough to, work with this brand just once a week and that money was enough to pay my rent and keep me living in Sydney which was great but like like I said I was only working once a week and that got super lonely and super boring real quick so well yeah if you knew me from Cotton On you would know that I started Anybody Co with um, one of my friends and that really blew up and suddenly I was busy every single day. I was doing multiple interviews every single day. I went to New York twice within one month. It was just like it really took off, which was so, so great, but also very overwhelming because neither of us, I guess, planned for that that success. So, yeah, it was a really – like I learned so much during that time and I'm so grateful that that happened because I feel like that really – helped my career. And I've, you know, since then I've been able to do this. It's been five years since I've been modeling now full time. So yeah, it's been a whirlwind, but a good one. (laughs) Yeah. No, I love that. And I guess, could you give some little details on where the idea for anybody co came from? Um, that came from a lot of body shaming that my friend and I received. Um, we got reposted onto cook eye and because I mean, they only go to a size 12 and I was, I think a size 14 at the time. And, um, 
it's because my friend was wearing a kukai dress. So they just reposted the photo and there was like, I just remember opening the post and seeing that there was 800 comments underneath and they normally averaged probably 10 comments per post. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. here we go. So I just like, I opened it and there were lots and lots of women saying, oh my God, like, thank you for posting someone who's not a size eight because that was all that they posted. But then there were also a lot of people saying like, you know, you don't even make clothes for obese people. Like why the hell are you posting this? Like blah, blah, blah. So that was probably my first ever um, experience, I guess, with trolling. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of, yeah, we kind of came together and we're like, this is stupid. Like, I've never worked with a straight size model. And she was like, I've never worked with a plus size model. And I was like, but we, we have the same sense of style. You know, we, we want to wear the same things. It's just often I can't get them in my size. Mm. So, um, yeah, we just scouted some brands, messaged them saying, Hey, look, we have this idea. We just want to do a little photo shoot. We both want to wear the same thing, but in different sizes. So she was able to get a size six. I was able to get a size 16. We took that brand on and it just blew up. I think people liked seeing the same item of clothing on different body types, which is fair enough. (laughs) Absolutely. Completely fair enough. And it should be something that we see more of, not something that we get excited to see. It should just be so normal. Absolutely. (laughs) you really have a beautiful ability to celebrate body positivity and diversity. What does body positivity actually mean to you personally? Look, I don't know if I'm comfortable saying that I am part of the body positivity movement just yet, because obviously in light of everything that is happening in the world, I've really started looking at myself and educating myself on what I'm doing. And I found that the body positivity movement, this is something I absolutely should have known because I have profited off it so much, but um, the body positivity movement was actually pioneered by black and queer women in the 1960s to fight against um, discrimination in the workplace. And I guess places um, in doctor's offices, like where they weren't taken seriously because they were either overweight or because of their skin color or something to do with their body. And I feel like that's really been, taken over by white people and you know it's kind of it now it's almost set up another beauty standard where say if you're plus size you have to look like this like you have to have the perfect hourglass body you have to carry your weight here you have to have big boobs you have to have thick thighs but you have to have a tiny waist so I try to say that I'm more body neutral um in the fact where I take off the pressure of having to love myself in every sense of the word. And I say, hey, like, you know, this is my arm. My arm is just my arm. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, does that make sense? I feel like I'm kind of rambling. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. yeah, just to steer away from the self-hate without the pressure of, like, loving yourself each and every day because that is a, mm-hmm. that is a hard thing to do. No matter what size or, you know, skin colour or anything you are, we're all human and we Absolutely. all have days where we actually just feel like crap, you know, totally. and it's okay. Yeah. Like it doesn't, you know, it's okay yeah. to feel like that sometimes or to, exactly. and I think sometimes we do suppress our emotions too much that mm-hmm. we also don't really enjoy when we feel great as well. It becomes yeah. this, yeah. you know, 
this thing of not celebrating almost at all. Instead, yeah, it's like, okay, definitely. I've had a few weeks. Like, and I can personally say at the moment, like, I'm so sleep deprived. And so, like, I definitely do not feel <laughs> like the best version of myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I do not look at myself and think I look good at the moment but that's okay because it's you know it's a point in time and and you can appreciate the other things that your body's doing and going through at the moment um yes I I really like that you framed it like that I I think it's beautiful yeah great (laughs) so I guess how where does your motivation then come from like this has been something or a, a journey that you've been on for quite a long time now especially in the public eye you're you know in the media all the time where it is your constant motivation to keep, you know, showing up and, and being a voice come from? The people that follow me are incredible. I get a lot of messages every single day of people telling me, you know, really intimate, detailed stories of how they're feeling and um, their journeys they've been on with their body. And that is certainly a motivator because you see it come from so many different people of all different ages. And you just think, wow, like this is something that everybody struggles with. I can take motivation from my friends because if my friends ever felt bad about themselves and talk badly of themselves, I feel like I almost take that on. And I just, obviously you don't want your friends to feel sad or bad or anything. And if I can be part of that change that we're going to see for the next generation coming through, like if we all feel terrible about our bodies, of course the next generation is going to feel the same pressure. So I think if we really work and make the change now, it can just make it easier, easier on them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so beautiful. And, you know, it's so true. There is a whole another generation to come. And, yeah, you know, we didn't even grow up in really like in our early well, years of social yeah. media. Like think exactly. of how much pressure it is now at our age where mm-hmm. we, you know, I guess, you know, we have the tools tools to nurture and look after our mental well-being like these young people are experiencing it like you know 12 and 14 they're at school on phones on social media and I just think yeah I couldn't even imagine I know so I I think it's so beautiful that there's women like you in the world helping to make this change so that you know our future generation hopefully have it a little bit easier or you know or even just yeah, I've, I've just missed out on so much, you know, like especially maybe when I was 18 to 23. I, yeah, I just feel like I've missed out on so many social events because I felt like I was too fat even though I was, you know, only a size 12 or, yeah, I've just missed out on things that I shouldn't have and I wouldn't want that for anyone else. So I guess when you're going through a bit of a period or struggling with some of your own personal insecurities because we all all have them we're all human or (laughs) you know you have that little bit of negative negative self-talk what are some of the tactics that you would use to really shift your mindset look I definitely have these days and I think with isolation and everything that's happened recently I've had more than I'd like to admit but I think not engaging in negative self-talk any day whether you feel good or you feel bad about yourself I mean, you know, I go to the gym even this morning and you hear um, women don't even know each other and they're instantly bonding over, oh, I ate this on the weekend, haha, straight to the thighs, you know, and they're bonding over that. It's like this unspoken language that we have just to connect to people by like body shaming ourselves. So I just really try to never engage in that. Like I said, if 
I don't put the pressure on myself to love myself if I'm having a bad day. I would just look in the mirror. I will accept my body for what it is. I'm not saying, oh, you have to love yourself. Like, why do you not love yourself? I let myself feel how I'm feeling. And then I really just try to move forward, whether that's not going online, whether that is going online and looking at maybe other plus size models who I could never fault. And I think, you know, why can I find so much fault in myself if I'm looking at this other woman who has body type exactly like mine and I just think she's a goddess. So, yeah, lots of little things I think and lots of um, things that I do in my everyday life that really help, like I said, not engaging in the negative um, self-talk that actually really help when I do have bad days. I think there's some amazing tips and all of that stuff is a real work in progress, isn't it? It's kind of like, you know, injecting those little healthy habits or those healthy mindset tricks into your life and making them a bit of a habit so that, you know, when you do get in that mind frame, you can kind of recognize it and then, you know, use a little tactic to kind of switch out of it as as best and quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. We'll be right back after this healthy break. Beautifully healthy, an exciting destination for online shoppers who are passionate about their health and beauty. As an online health, beauty and wellness community, you'll benefit from the range of relevant on-trend brands at affordable prices, personalized offers, gifts, specials, and rewards. You'll also have access to rich content and easy to navigate web pages to make your shopping experience simple and easy. It's the feel-good place for all your health, beauty, and wellness needs. So hustle your way to beautifullyhealthy.com.au and register. That's all you need to do to receive a $20 gift voucher. Something I remember reading actually on your Instagram, I think it was it was quite a while ago now, but it was around your weight loss journey and how a yeah. teacher's comment triggered you. And yeah. I thought that was really really interesting that you shared that because I think there are a lot of experiences or even just really small comments that are made as when we're younger kids that actually sit with us for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I know personally, you know, I've definitely had, yeah, my fair share of things that I'm like, oh my goodness, like 10 years later, that still triggers me. Yeah, isn't that Um, so so weird? Yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy to think like how much of an effect it can actually have on us and if we're not aware of it can slip us into quite a bad pattern of of negative thoughts and and self-talk and also the belief that that's potentially true yeah and that's how other people see you that is that's definitely something that affected me and you know when you're that age things just come out of your mouth and you don't even realize because you're a child that the the effects that that's going to have on someone Uh, I know like I'm definitely guilty of saying things to people that probably affect them I've got things that people have said to me that affect me but I think when you're a teacher maybe you should know that (laughs) um yeah yeah so yeah she used to make comments quite a lot I remember she called me out in front of the whole class and said that I was like the least fit. I was not as fit as I should be. Um, And that was really embarrassing because she didn't say it one-on-one. She said it in front of everyone, which is something that I definitely took on board. Another thing, my friend was sick at a sports carnival once and I was sat next to her and she was like, oh, well, good thing you've got the big wind block next to you. 
And I just like remember I was like, oh my God. And it was that tiny comment, but paired with comments that I said kids make, like kids being kids, it was my age as well because I was 16, 17, I was starting to be interested in boys. It was the age where all the girls are starting to pay attention to what older women are doing and saying and starting to go to the gym and go on diets and, you know, just just your mind's like a sponge and you're just soaking it all in. So it was definitely definitely a tender age, I will say, that, you know, those things are really starting to affect me. So all of those things combined, I think, really kick-started my weight loss journey to this day I don't think there's anything wrong if you want to lose weight I think the problem lies when you're doing it unhealthily or that you become obsessed or that you hate the body that you're in in the current time I think that's where the problem lies not really with weight loss itself so I guess then talking about you know weight loss and probably more in particular dieting because I agree I yeah. think you know weight loss if it's done right and it's done healthy is an amazing thing but more Absolutely. from a dieting angle what has kind of been your personal experiences with dieting in your early years that did send you onto that more of that negative you know not that healthy path I think I was instantly wanting to go on a diet to be as small as possible and lose weight as quickly as I could so the diet I started out with was one that I heard that a girl's mum had put her on and like, oh, I just think about it now and cringe because she was so thin and her mum was telling her to go on this shake diet. It was basically eating, I think, 800 calories a day and drinking this, like I'm going to say nutrient drink very loosely because it tasted like dirt and water and I just still remember it now. And yeah, I just wanted to lose weight as quickly as possible. And I did not give a shit how I did that. So that turned into a cycle of just needing to be thin to feel good enough and to feel worthy. And I think the um, the saddest part about that was that I'm, I'm six foot tall and I got down to a size 10 and that that's thin. And I still like, I look back on those photos and I'm like, girl, you looked you know, you were thin, like you were so fit. And at the time I thought I was fat and I thought I wasn't good enough. And I thought I was going to be single for the rest of my life. Cause how could anyone love someone that was so big, which is so sad to think about now. Absolutely untrue. But that definitely turned into some very disordered eating, binge eating disorder. Yeah. So, and that's, that's something that I've gotten over, but I still deal with some of those beliefs and binge eating and stuff still to this day. And um, it's definitely something I'm still working on. I actually spoke on my Instagram story the other day and said, you know, I was having a bit of a meltdown because I was like, I don't think I know how to just eat normally without rules. And I think that's probably something a lot of people can relate to. So at the moment, um, if I do have a binge, I'm not then going to hate myself and restrict myself. I'm just going to move on with my day, keep eating like normal, drink some water. I'm really working on not labeling foods as good and bad, um, just in an effort to kind of eliminate my association of guilt with eating. But yeah, I definitely think it comes back to just being okay with yourself in the moment and not hating the body that you have right now. And like I said before, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to 
maybe make changes or lose weight, but just eliminating the hate and the guilt that comes with food, I think is, yeah, super, super important. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said about not labeling food good or bad. Yeah. I think that you can go for anyone. I even remember when I was, you know, first starting to, I guess, try to be more health conscious or um, yeah. and eat a lot more wholesome. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it was after years of being at university where I just ate whatever I wanted. Yeah. whenever I wanted and I was usually hungover and you know all of those yeah, all of the joys that we go through um, <laughs> yeah. um yeah I totally remember the association of like you know good food and bad food and I would almost starve myself of what I would consider bad food yeah. um because I just got this really negative feeling towards it and that like I can't possibly eat that or or I won't be healthy yeah, instead of, it's so of like, dangerous. you know, now I always refer to it as like, it is, it really is. And I think, yeah. you know, no matter what your journey is, like I wasn't necessarily trying to lose weight, but it was just that association that I had with that being bad food. Yeah, yeah. And I just think it's so quite toxic on you really, because, you know, if I feel like that, then just eat it. It doesn't mean and I have to eat, eat it, it every single day, but exactly. enjoy it. Exactly. And I also find if you if you kind of yeah. um, take away that restriction, it's almost like, oh, how would I? I remember going on a diet and being so excited, but then as soon as I started the diet, all I thought about was food. Like that is it. And then I find when I'm eating normally, I don't feel like chocolate every single day. But when I was on a diet, I wanted, I needed chocolate chocolate every single day because I told myself I couldn't have it and it's almost like when you lift that restriction and you say yeah chocolate is just chocolate I only eat it when I feel like it so yeah it's so so true I know I always call like because I'm a sucker for burgers and hot chips so I always just call them now good for the soul food and I'm like some (laughs) you know some nights I literally just feel like that and I say to my husband I just really need some good for the soul food and you don't feel guilty about it at all you enjoy it yeah you enjoy it so much more when it's not restricted you absolutely do I think it's so so important so I guess with everything that you have done and all the incredible experiences you've had what would be one of your greatest lessons would you say definitely that you can never please everyone so you know the only person that's worth pleasing is yourself (laughs) because you just no matter what you do you're never gonna please everyone and do you kind of have any moments or that when you remember really realizing that and how you started to kind of implement it into your life or to Mm. make it a really common thought I think it definitely definitely hit me when my social media started to grow because I think that I could put out the most politically correct, the most rational piece of content in the world, in my opinion, and there will still be someone who reads it and takes it differently. Um, so I really, I really do try to put stuff out there that's obviously not going to offend anyone. That's never my intention. But, you know, I'll put out something, for example, where I'll say, love your body. And then I will get people that say, you're too fat to love your body. And, you know, that kind of, you know, people who are just looking for it. So I think if you never, you never try to please everyone, then you're going to be way happier. (laughs) I think that's so nice. And do you know what? It's something I really need to be reminded of. So thank you. Yeah. I think, um, (laughs) you know, 
it's seriously like it's so important and it's funny it's like my I guess I'm kind of new to this world of like putting my own thoughts and opinions out there to be judged and you know it's still as you know I don't think it's something you'd ever truly get comfortable with no and I know you know even when when I get certain reviews on the show and, you know, like you would with your, your Instagram and, you know, your media interviews and everything you do, when, when you put so much love and time and care into yeah. something and then someone can just sit there behind a screen who you have no idea who they are, where they're <laughs> from, you know, and can just like rip through you for exactly. something. It's like, oh, my God, I, exactly. I can't even give you a reason why that yeah. happened. Yeah, totally. It's really... It's yeah. really painful. No, I feel you. I think, look, as long as you're being self-aware and educated in what you're putting out there, then if someone's going to call me fat or think I'm ugly, then, you know, good for them. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it definitely says more about the person writing that stuff than it does oh, about totally. you. And yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. thing I do try to, to remind myself is like, you know, what they're saying right now, that's that's saying more about them and how unhappy or unfulfilled they are in their yeah. life or, you know, something it's, that they're going through personally rather than it is for me. And I think that's yeah. something, you know, important to remember, although it's a really hard pill to swallow at the time when oh, you're totally. like feeling quite <laughs> yeah. hurt by something. something maybe comes like, oh. like, you know, with hindsight. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, you know, if you were able to give your younger self a little bit of advice, do you have something that you would tell her or thank her for? I would definitely tell her that you don't have to, you're under no obligation to take on anyone else's insecurities. So, you know, like I said before, other girls in my year were going on diets and stuff and that kind of made me want to do it too. So I still live by that today. Like if someone is talking about how much they hate their body and how fat they are or how much they ate on the weekend or blah, 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 all the stuff that we all hear and say about ourselves, I'm under no obligation to also take on that insecurity. So I don't have to think, oh, my God, if she thinks she's fat, like what must she think of me? Because more often than not, they're not thinking of you. They're in their own head. They see themselves way differently to how you see them. So you really don't have to take their issues on. Yeah, that is so so beautiful and I always love that question because I think it just shows how much as humans we grow and evolve like to Mm -hmm. think once upon our time our thoughts were something and now to think in 10 or so years they've changed so much to be almost able to nurture your younger self um, is such a, a nice thing I think so I always love hearing people's and I think that's yeah it's such beautiful advice and you know I think it's something you can take on too and especially you know at the moment with what's going on in the world like there is so so many different things and issues I guess that we're consuming and going through and experiencing and I think it's so important to show compassion right now, but it doesn't necessarily mean we need to take everything on um, ourselves. So, you know, that can kind of go both ways, that kind of advice. But, yeah, you're so incredible and I've just loved following your journey and I love every single thing that you're about. So keep being you and thank you so much for joining me. I've absolutely loved chatting to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. It sure has. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. 
If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.